1: I was at a table with referees. This was like a room full of accountants. Spicy. And they asked about Conor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled in the bubble at Bob? Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty
2: arena, so (laughs) like your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny.
1: Good call, Bobby. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It is. Welcome to Hour 2, everybody, of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We're live across Canada, all 10 provinces on Game Plus TV, and in 31 states. I think Wisconsin's one. I know that Texas is for sure that carries Game Plus television down there. And what's great about this program, there are many. One of them is breaking news live in the daytime. And I just got a note coming out of the Game 1 between the Leafs, And the lightning last night here is discipline from the National Hockey League. Tampa Bay's Pat Maroon has been fined $2,250, the maximum allowable under the CBA for his actions in Monday Night's Brawl. Tampa Bay's Corey Perry's been fined $2,500, the maximum allowable. And uh, Wayne Simmons of the Leafs has been fined $2,250 for the melee, which really wasn't much of a melee, but that's today's NHL and nothing for Kyle Clifford who picked up five and a game in the opening period of that one. Uh, Also, there is breaking news out of the CFL. Tonight's the draft at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain. It'll be carried live on TSN the first two rounds. The Edmonton Elks have traded the first overall pick to the Montreal Alouettes. That came down this morning. In exchange, the Alouettes are sending the fourth overall pick and the rights to offensive linemen Carter O'Donnell, who's currently with the Indianapolis Colts, so that's broken down, and enough of that. We've got a. I know you're a very humble guy, but he's a star CFL player. Reggie Bagleton is here of the Calgary Stampeders. Man, you look fresh, by the way. You, how long you been training, getting ready for this training camp? Um, what the past six months? Yeah, what's your training regimen? What, on a daily basis?
0: I usually I, I go through phases, so uh, I have phase one where I'm working on. Uh, muscle imbalances. Uh, phase two where I get into more cardio, weight lifting. Uh, phase three is my uh, where I get into it really, really heavy uh, with field work, <laughs> weightlifting, everything like that. Uh, but honestly, I wake up around 6.30, 7 o'clock, eat my breakfast, my oats, my oats and uh, and blueberries. I uh, get my banana. I go in, do my weight and then I go in and eat a sandwich, take a protein shake, I go off and do uh, either speed training or field work. So I'm usually working out from, well, in motion of working out from 8 o'clock to about 3.30,
1: 4 o'clock every day. So mm-hmm. it becomes a job. Three seasons with the Calgary Stampeders and then where you won a Grey Cup in 2018 was a West All-Star. Two seasons in the National Football League with the Green Bay Packers and then back here with the Calgary Stampeders at the tail end of last year. And I will get to these viewer questions because they're better than mine, but I've never been to Green Bay. Should I go? You're not missing anything. That's what I wanted to know. (laughs) That's what I wanted to, that's what everybody says. Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's a good town. It's a good town, good, relaxed. I mean, the only thing is they're
1: about 30 years behind. Yeah, well, it's on, you'd want to go to a football game. If you're going, other than that. Other than that. Fine. That's about it. And the thing with Reggie, you got to go back and listen or watch hour one of the show. I'm not going to ask him the same question twice, but he talked about Aaron Rodgers. He talked about playing in the NFL in COVID and how it was unfortunate you were at the stadium or under lockdown. End of story. That's kind of sucky, but I would assume you want to get back there or no? Or are you just going one day at a time?
0: One day at a time. If, if it's in the plans, I would love to go. I would give the opportunity. I would gratefully, you know, go. Mm-hmm. that's a goal uh, as a kid playing football you uh, you dream about playing in the NFL you dream about taking care of your family you dream about you know your mom not working anymore those those things on the back of your mind when you go into mm-hmm. training every day I do this for more than just myself yes I want to uh, I want that younger me to be happy but at the same time is I get this opportunity to
1: take care of my family and that's that's one of my whys. So many things are flooding my mind. And we had, before he went on the air, we talked about our mutual friend, Willie Jefferson, who's also from Beaumont, Texas, just like Reggie here. Mm-hmm. And everybody says, and Willie will say, he's the mayor of Beaumont. <laughs> Is he as big a deal there, as, as Willie would tell you?
0: Uh, he, he has a big name there. He does, he does. <laughs> he hasn't lot a pool there, so I, I give it to him. i give it to Isn't him. He great? He is great. Very <laughs> He's, good guy.
1: Uh, we have a lot of viewers in Winnipeg, obviously huge Blue Bomber fans, and uh, you got to like Willie J. Uh, one of our viewers, Jeff on the Zone, writes that he says, "Who will the Riders draft today?" Well, listen, I accurately nailed that they would take Nelson LaCombo number two overall last year out of the U of S Huskies, and they did. Unfortunately, Nelson popped his Achilles in a pre-camp uh, workout and never played a game. But I'm not following this close. The insiders say they will be taking six-foot-seven offensive lineman Noah Zur from the University of Saskatchewan Huskies. But we'll be following it tonight. But I'll be getting ready to go to game one of the Flames and the Stars at the Saddle Dome tonight. Following virtually. Okay. To the viewers, as I promised. Jason and Red Deer. And that's another reason why this show is so great. It's interactive. The viewers yep. can ask you questions. It's so mm-hmm. cool. There's nothing else like it. Jason and Red Deer says there's a lot of grass fields in the NFL, Reggie. Which do you prefer to play on? On my knees, I prefer the grass.
0: Most definitely, unless it's raining. <laughs> but, but for body reasons, for uh, longevity reasons, the grass is more soft on your joints. So I would rather grass, honestly. And the fact that they take care of the grass, very good. It's like, you know, it's like cutting on uh, uh, golf grass. Like, it's,
1: it's very good. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been here long enough Stamps and most CFL teams only practice on the turf now, mm-hmm. right? But they used to have that well They still have that beautiful grass field just south of the stadium does it get used for anything anymore? No, not, not, not so nothing. Not, not. Oh, but there was some great practices out there, which reminds me Have you watched the young rock or the rock the the young rock with Did you watch the episode about him gonna play with the Stampeders? Peters? They filmed it out on that grass? It looked like it was awesome um, From my cousin Christine In Medicine Hat, she says, Can Reggie go out and about in Calgary like a grocery store and not create a mob? What's it like getting around in this town as a stampede? Uh,
0: Absolutely. It's very chill. Uh, For the most part, I try not to be a uh, a walking billboard. But uh, (laughs) I I don't mind the interaction. I don't mind, you know, people getting to see the genuine me. You know, everybody only see a helmet. They only see the, uh, the football
1: part of me. I want people to see Reggie Belkington. Uh, Now you're getting in my wheelhouse. I want to know how you dealt with the isolation in your dorm room or hotel room in Green Bay. As he had said earlier, it's practice or lockdown in Green Bay. How did you, were you alone? Did you have a roommate? Yeah, I was alone. How did you deal with
0: it? Uh, Family, uh, priorities. uh, What goals do you, what, what goals are you pursuing in the future? You have a lot of time to think. You have a lot of time to get certifications that you've been meaning to work on or planning or uh or anything like that but other than that i watch a lot of anime (laughs) i watch a lot i mean i listen to a lot of music uh and once you develop once you learn how to be by yourself and uh, you be a powerful person when you don't need anybody that's the thing you don't need anybody if you love yourself that's all you need and that, that carried me a long way a lot of people don't exactly that's, that's number one. How can you how can you express express genuine love to anybody around you when you don't love yourself first? You can't. You can't.
1: Wayne in Victoria, B.C. regarding tonight's CFL draft says, quote, I'm not big on drafts anyway, since you don't usually have a big impactful player from a CFL draft. You maybe get one in a decade and maybe I'll go down that road for a second. I'm not big on the CFL draft tonight, but I've never been big on the CFL draft. What gets my juices flowing, Reggie, is the Hall of Fame debate. Mm. Being at Super Bowl as we were this year in LA and being around Chris Carter, whom I knew from Duran, Mm -hmm. but all those guys at Super Bowl, that is my thing. To sit and debate who should get in and who shouldn't. Drafts are tough. Like, How closely did you follow the NFL draft over the weekend?
0: Uh, I watched round one, but other than that, I was getting ready to come up here, so I didn't. I oh, a, you just got back? I just got back uh, two nights ago. Okay. Two nights ago. So me making my rounds, saying my, my goodbyes. Well, actually, my laters. I don't like saying goodbye unless I'm not, I'm not seeing that person again. So I like to say later. Mm. So just making my rounds and uh, you know and, and making sure that I'm ready. Were you in Beaumont or where were you? I was in Beaumont. You're uh, in I live in Houston, but I had to go to Beaumont and see my people. What's happening in Houston these days? Uh, besides the, the sun being a sauna. Uh, it's no, hot. It's hot. It's hot and humid. That's why I said sauna.
1: You're cooking. You're boiling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I've been, uh, I'll be headed back to Florida for too long, but I'm actually looking forward to it. But back in time for CFL this summer. And um, let me ask you something about the Texans. When the last time I was there, which was only two years ago. at the mo- COVID screwed all our time frames up, right? Mm-hmm. But. Man, are they down on that football team. They talk about it 24/7, 365. Hmm. But they're down on that team and I think for good reason. What is the outlook for the Houston Texans this year? I
0: think they had a good draft. I really yeah. do think that. I think the new GM that's in there, he's he's making a uh, a priority to fill in the holes that they need. Uh with with their first pick, uh with the LSU guy, uh Stingley, is that mm-hmm. correct? Uh I think that was a good pick for them. And uh I see upside. I see upside. Uh, quarterback wise I, I don't know I don't who know they that. got a T-Mobile
1: still uh, They got somebody else I think it's Mills yeah so you weren't following it too closely no no when you were down there one of the viewers and I'd have to go find it mm, they were well here's one Darren in Salt Lake City Utah what is Reggie's thoughts on the U.S. Spring Leagues how long would a league need to stay in business before players would take it as a serious option ahead of the CFL and it's a question that's when I said why did you come back to Calgary you said because I got cut well I thought maybe the USFL might be an option for you well one thing uh especially with my age uh being in the
0: spring league you go through those games you're not getting paid a lot but you're, you're actually playing and I don't know if they take care of you as good as uh an established professional team would and the fact that you're Putting your body through all of that, and then if you do get picked up by an NFL team, you're immediately going into camp. Where's the time of recovery? Our bodies aren't made. No, but some guys will do it. And some guys will do it. They will. Yeah. The younger ones. How I mentioned right. with my age. I'm. I'm not gonna put my body through that. So let's let's go with something that's more established. I love the CFL. I love it. I love it up here. So and why it's not? been good.
1: Very good to you. Exactly. Uh, Nelson Hakowich, how do you think moving the hash marks in will change the wide receiver and slot position? You saw that. They've Mm -hmm. narrowed it by eight yards. What do you think about that advancement, if it is an advancement?
0: I think it's going to make the running game better, and I also think it's going to make that boundary corner have to respect uh, the slot receiver a lot more because he he doesn't have the sideline to help him out. So he can't just be, you know, butt to the sideline and just looking in all the time. He has to respect more field.
1: What will it mean to the field-wide receiver, do you think?
0: He's more relevant as well. He's more relevant as well. You know, uh, typically they, they'll they put a Canadian guy out there. Guess what? He's going to get more. He's going to have to play. Yeah, he's going to have to play. He's going to yeah. get a lot more shine. And also, it's going to put a lot of stress on the wheel linebacker, the weak side. Because the hashes are in, He's going to have to quickly recognize a, re- a read yeah yeah which side is
1: where's the ball coming where's the ball coming which side is the weakest side of the field ted in red deer says does reggie train alone or with other receivers uh my weight room training i train alone in the mornings but
0: when i go off to do my uh sports specific training uh either speed work or field work i am with a group of guys uh we do develop a lot of relationships we get each other better uh because we don't have a lot of free time uh outside if you if you take your job seriously you don't have a lot of free time uh <laughs> we we build relationships and we do a lot of things together
1: i'm going to wind this up we got two more minutes but jack fulton says football doesn't define reggie Bagleton. Reggie defines what football is. God, faith, football, championship mindset. Any thoughts on that comment from our guy, Jack? Yep. Uh, Mentality matters. Every day you wake up, what
0: what are you trying to do? Are you going to let today win? Or are you going to win the day?
1: Ooh, one of my favorite sayings, win the day. And having said all that, I vowed to get Bo on this show. By the end of the calendar year, And I don't know if you'll say (laughs) on the air what you said off the air, but I'm hearing from my Stampeder people that Bo doesn't want this feud Dan, because he likes it. And you kind of intimated the same thing. He may have.
0: It may be a chip. It may be a chip. I'm not in Bo's head, but (laughs) if I was in Bo's situation and I wanted to use some adversity to push me
1: in my career, I might do it too. Because I doubted Bo, it motivated Bo to make him a champion. You're welcome. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Think he'd buy that one? He might <gasps> I, He might Good use one, it. Hey, Reggie, this has been awesome, man. I'm pleased to finally meet you. I appreciate that you had come on from Green Bay. And we'll be seeing around uh, McMahon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Reggie Bagleton. We got to get him that bagel deal. Are you in on that? I'm in on it. Okay. Bagel Town. Bagel Town. Bagel Town. Mm-hmm. The Moose will be with us when we come back, and we'll delve back into the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe a little Blue Jays, and whatever you people would like to talk about next. You're watching the R.P. Show live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We are on Game Plus Television Network, as always streaming on YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Game day in Calgary. Game one, Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames goes tonight. 8 p.m. Mountain. Oh, there it is. We have it. Okay. <laughs> Can, do you have it? I do. Okay. What happened? I guess it's a me problem. Uh, I turned up the speakers in the entire casino. Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna
2: say that shouldn't control what you hear. When you how do you that guy, dial. How are you guys doing?
1: Fine. All right. I'm doing great. Are you kidding me? Open my eyes today. That's a win. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. We got a uh, live studio audience today here. Great.
2: Evening. Oh, yeah. And they're excited for the game tonight. I'm excited about everything look
1: i prayed i said last hour i was praying to make the cut to get into this press box and it happened so thanks flames thanks whoever's responsible the man upstairs yeah will be in the press box tonight for the flames and the stars there's that i got a recovery hour show to do wednesday night thursday night's game two friday's the cavalry playing edmonton and we're going yeah it looks like a nice week of weather and of course What happens? You start finding out that our people start finding out that you're going to these games. All of a sudden, your phone phone blows up. Well, I'm going to the game Friday. We'll see you there. (laughs) What did Bob Cole say? Everything is happening. Happening. (laughs) There's a lot going on here in the foothills and Gray Eagle. And again, the Billy Talent uh, show was sold out here last night. Go follow all the Gray Eagle social media, and you'll see the photos and the videos.
2: Uh, Let's go. No.
1: Okay. Let's get serious. Okay. What does that mean? Whatever that is. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you this is the best job in the world. Um, I'll get to the viewer comments in a minute. Sports update. Because there is a world outside of this, allegedly. Okay. The Vancouver Giants have advanced to the next round of the Western Hockey League playoffs. Zach Ostapchuk put away the eventual winner and added four assists. As the Giants double the Everett Silver six-three Monday night to win the series in six, Vancouver will face the Kamloops Blazers in round two. Meanwhile, remember the name Zach Ostepchuk. Okay, okay, he's the WHL Player of the Week. Before last night, the Ottawa Senators prospect recorded seven points in three dub playoff games for the Giants this past week, and Portland Winterhawks goalie Taylor Goche has been named the goalie of the week. The Pittsburgh Penguins prospect stopped 57 to 58 shots he faced, posted a 2-0 record and a .50 goals against average, and he came out on the ice to accept a first-star award wearing a cowboy hat the other night. <laughs> Coolest goalie. My kind of guy. Ever? Uh, in a in a long time. But Clint Malarchuk did that, and yes. I just talked to Clint the other night, the cowboy goalie. Right. And I want to say that was in Portland, too. Was that a tribute to Clint? World's colliding, Jerry. Right. It's a Seinfeld line. Yeah. The National Lacrosse League regular season's complete with Saturday's results completing the expanded playoff format as eight teams have advanced to the NLL chase for the championship, which begins Friday. Buffalo and San Diego are the East and West Conference champions. Buffalo and San Diego. It's a German term. uh uh, 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 the western conference runners up toronto and calgary are you following all this yeah yeah. broadcasters which is
2: funny for san diego to to be on top of the conference because they just went on a six game losing streak so they were really good very early and then they i think they won on the on the weekend
1: my mind is ping 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 pinging everywhere yeah just think of game notes remind me of game notes okay? okay when i come back in the new NLL postseason format, the top four teams in the East, which are Buffalo, actually, as you're looking at it, Buffalo, Toronto, Halifax, Albany, and the top three in the West, San Diego, Calgary, Colorado, and one wild card team, Philadelphia, have all qualified. Yeah. Got it? Got it. Go to NLL.com. The complete schedule is there. And I've got more, but I'm going to stop. Game notes. The sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars Now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off of the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at G2GBars.ca. And today's clothing for the RP Show provided by the Spruce Grove Saints who host Game 3 of the AJHL Final tonight. So all of those game-noty things... um, There's not enough time in the day. And our business consultant we're working with, Lee Genier, has said to me recently, he's like, man, it's a lot for you to stay on top of, to sit in your chair and be expected to know everything. And I'm like, but that's my job, Lee. That's a job. Say it out loud again. I know. I mean, you could watch SportsCenter and just get by, which I do on a few days, or you can delve down an endless rabbit hole. For instance, the fact that Toronto and Tampa have never met in the Stanley Cup playoffs. To me that's interesting. Yeah. Or the fact that if I saw this correctly, the game 1 winner in first round NHL series go on to win the series 68% of the time, which is a real bind for the Oilers. Yes. But do you believe in that stat or stats in all? Because yeah. most coaches would say they don't.
2: Well, they don't determine the outcome, but, you know, it, it definitely helps. And the numbers don't lie, right? Mm-hmm. So you now have a 68% chance of winning the series. Everybody who won last night and everybody who wins tonight doesn't mean you can't win. You know, 40%. I think anybody in this building would take 40% odds, right? That's very good. Yeah. You know, it means you got a real significant chance to win. Um, so, yeah, I buy into it. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. I look at the, you know, for example, the, uh, the Flames and the Stars you know, third time that they've met. Once was the North Stars, once was Dallas in the hub, and the Stars have won both series, both in six games. How about that? So Calgary's never beaten the Stars. So that's kind of something to pay attention to coming into this series, you know, um, if they can overcome that, if that's a thing. Um, I'm listening. And Daryl Sutter and coaches will tell you, that wasn't, that wasn't this team, that wasn't these Flames, that wasn't these Dallas Stars even if it was just in 2019.
1: There's some interesting uh, viewership today and, and great questions. Dominic D. watching on YouTube says, what have you guys thought of the CFL Globals so far? Dude, I haven't followed one of them. Zip. Zilch. Jason and Red Deer, have you been checking out any of the shows there, guys? Yeah, I... Went to obviously Bianca Del Rio. <gasps> it's RuPaul meets Andrew Dice Clay. I had seen her before. I knew what was coming. <laughs> A lot of people there didn't. It was the raunchiest show you'll ever see, and I was prepared for it. Everybody loved it. Yeah, but it was like
2: shock and awe. What else did I see? Oh, well, we saw your new your new best friend,
1: Paquette, My, Peter, Peter Paquette. Paquette, the Elvis impersonator. It was amazing and I was the youngest person in there by 40 years, which made me feel really good <laughs> The Elvis impersonator uh, So yeah, I saw him and then there's been other shows that just they're just not really my thing I'm not gonna go to a show if I'm not into it. Yeah um, And I won't name the acts, but I'm just not I'm just not a rock guy you get a country Jeff Foxworthy I'd stand in line to see Jeff Foxworthy. I Know but we're gonna be in Estevan that night for the Centennial Cup. We can't be everywhere. Um, Wayne in Victoria BC Rod you look like you're having a ball there in Calgary I'm enjoying the show as I usually do thank you Wayne I wholeheartedly say that I don't want to leave I had said to Darren several months ago what if they don't accept us in Calgary what do we do then you said we just got to keep going but they did yeah I like it here and they like me
2: who knew which by the way you know with us leaving at the end of the week It's got me thinking I got to find a way somehow to get another sneak, sneak a trip out to the mountains. I'm always up for that. So I don't know if we'll, I don't know how we're going to squeeze that in, but it's going to happen at some point. You
1: just do it. You just got it. As John Lynch would say, John Frenzy, you just do it. You just do it. Yeah. When I started doing uh, talk radio. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, believe it or not. And many would say that I still don't. But I was doing it on local radio in Regina, Saskatchewan. And I called up John Frenzy, the Don Cherry of football. And he'd been doing talk radio for quite some time. Yeah. And I said, John, how do I do this? You just talk. Well, what do you mean? Just turn on the microphone and start talking. I don't know that I can do that. And that's when I really got into realizing the nuances of this particular business. That everybody thinks you can just start up a podcast and be a star. Well, you do it with hockey games all the time. You turn on the mic and just start talking. Yeah, but there's a game to talk about. Right? I know. This is entirely different. They're tuning in to hear me, and I better be entertaining or they're going to switch the channel. Right? right. That's right. Or just start a podcast and be a star. Anybody can do it. Sean watching in BC. Vancouver, BC. Mike Smith. Does he start game two? That's our poll question today for Capital Audemal Universal Collision Center. Who was it? Who should start Game Two for That's the orders? Right. Mike Smith or Miko Koskinen? And last I looked, over a hundred, over a hundred percent. There is no such thing. One hundred percent of respondents saying Mike Smith should start. I'm just going to the big board here right now. I'm going to guess around sixty-eight to seventy percent. Seventy-seven percent. Paul Coffey, seventy-seven percent saying Mike Smith should start. Of course, everybody says he should start game two. Yeah. And and, and what's the reason for that, by the way? So you're going to let him work his way out of it? Or it's not entirely rare thinking. Like Marc-Andre Fleury was skidded out of Vegas for a gaffe, not dissimilar to what happened to Mike Smith. They got rid of him. Right. And that has proved to maybe be a disaster. So maybe getting rid of him... Flory's also got three Stanley Cups. So what's the reason for
2: starting him in your mind? Because he's been so good. He's been your guy that got you to this spot. Without Mike, Honestly, without Mike Smith, the, the Oilers don't have home ice advantage in the playoffs. He was really good the last two months of the season and solidified that spot where the Oilers fans weren't really worried about goaltending. But we knew this was always something that could creep into the, the equation, right? We knew that a mistake like this was always something that could happen. It's always in the back of your mind. It just happened in game one. You know, if it's an issue in game two, I think you go to Miko Koskinen going back into, into L.A. for games three and four. But uh, I thought he was okay. It wasn't great, but he was okay during that game. Oilers had a really good chance to win. And, you know, it's funny. Um, just the way the, the rosters are structured, it would seemed like that whole game for two shifts, the Oilers... Couldn't do anything but play in L.A. zone. They couldn't. L.A. couldn't get out of their own zone. And then for the next two shifts, Edmonton couldn't get out of their own zone. And obviously, that coincided with McDavid and Drysidle on those top two lines. Whenever they were on the ice, it seemed like the play was always in L.A. zone. Whenever they weren't on the ice, it was always in the Oilers' zone. So I don't
1: know. We'll see where the where the series goes. I. Uh, I'm just loving the analysis. You don't necessarily have to agree with it. Um, I go back to what Ryan Rashog said, and the guy knows he's got a pipeline into the Oilers dressing room. Pardon the pun, but it's true. And he said the Oilers want consistency and predictability out of Mike Smith. You want to just know that we can be skating in the next 180 feet and you got this back 20 covered, but he doesn't right. And that's unnerving Yeah. for his teammates and the fans and the coach anyways. Thank you for the explanation on that. I was saying earlier that I'd like to see more Western Canadian boys on the Winnipeg Jets. And that's got a lot of people talking. And it's not all bad. Um, Gary Moffat, he's watching in Winnipeg on Game Plus. He says, I agree, but kind of count all the Minnesota boys as close to Western Canadian as one can get. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And Hallibuck is one of those, right? a Minnesota guy. I'm not advocating to even get rid of him. I just don't really like the makeup of the Winnipeg Jets team, but I bit my tongue when they were winning and they were going deep in the playoffs. It's fine. Who the hell am I? But now they got problems. And what are you going to now would be the time maybe to put a few more Western Canadians on the roster. Vern in Winnipeg writes and says slippery slope rod. This has gotten me in deep doo-doo for advocating for more Canadians drafted. Since 2017, we have drafted only two Canadian players in the first four rounds. And that's what I don't get. The general manager's from Blaine Lake, Sask. I know. I'm not done yet. Here's one Ryan in Winnipeg. I'd personally like to ice the best possible team no matter where they're from. John Paddock is of that mentality. We've talked about it. With. God's team, the Regina Pats. I'm not saying I'm right. This is how I feel. Can we have a discussion without people going out to try and people's careers? You know what I mean? That's what it is now. We can't talk about anything. And my favorite, Clark Stork. You know, Clarky. Oh, yeah. He says, Mike Stackhouse, one of our columnists, he says, wants to see more dads coaching. This Pierre-Luc Dubois' dad being on the Jets coaching staff just, it just isn't going away. One of them's got to go because it's made the Jets the laughing stock, and it's not even really their fault. Yeah. The guy's a good coach. His kid's a good player. He got acquired in the line A trade. Right. But then when you lose you and miss the playoffs, you're, you open yourself up, right? Of course. To all kinds of uh, scorn and ridicule. And it sounds like nobody's going to be
2: back from that Jets coaching staff. They're all going to be gone. Lowry's going to get nah. in with you. But Let's talk like about
1: that when we come back. Good idea. I'm not sure I believe that. Mm. but Todd B. watching in Red Deer says, uh, another awesome show. Reggie Bagleton, an amazing athlete, an even better person. There's no two ways about that. I feel like we're very big in Red Deer, Moose. Maybe we should go have a do something up there. Yeah. We'll think about it. Sounds we'll be good. right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, available all across Alberta on Telesoptic TV. British Columbia, too. Also, live streaming on YouTube and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Game day in Cowtown, Flames and Stars, 8 p.m. Mountain, 10 Eastern. Game one of their best of seven series. Also tonight, it is the Pittsburgh Penguins at the New York Rangers, Washington Capitals at Florida Panthers. All game ones. Nashville at Colorado. Mixing in your viewer comments. Just talking about our residency at Gray Eagle. It's been all added up close to three months. Kent Strachan writes in. He says, it is great to have you guys here in Calgary. Love coming down to see you in person. Come back soon. From Bo Halverson, he says, the Rod Peterson show from Gray Eagle Resort and remotely the moose in the mountains. He's saying you should go to the show from up there. If I go, that's how I get out to the mountains. The internet is a little spotty out there yeah that's the one thing i'm getting a kick out of my alberta friends who are finding it getting a kick out of me they're like you really love the mountains eh (laughs) well yeah what's not to love you don't understand for most well all of my youth (laughs) the flat that i looked at out my bedroom window you could see the curvature of the earth i think (laughs) it was flatter than flat Flatter than piss on a plate. <laughs> have you ever heard that term?
2: Yeah, I yeah. have. That's an old one. It's a good one, though. It
1: is a good one. But from, not used very often. No. From Zach Nelson. Always enjoy your show from Calgary. Oh, by the way, we will be back this summer. That's a guarantee to use uh, my mom's terminology. Yeah. It's interesting. How much of the interview were you listening to with Keon Raymond yesterday? Yeah. Uh, he said he's from St. Louis. Right. And I said, you know, I got a lot of relations down there, but they say it Missouri. And he says, well, not in the city they don't. And I'm like, <laughs> that's my relations. They're all farmers <laughs> from Missouri. My mom still has that twang. Uh... Oh, right. Randy from the peg says Lowry's dad's not Dubois dad. Isn't PLD's? Uh, dads on the staff too or is he with the moose I think with the moose that's two dads then. now you
2: say that yeah he's with the moose and Dave obviously with the, with the big club so PLD's dad's not going anywhere I don't think the moose are doing anything
1: a lot of dads coaching the team that might be the way it's got to go in 2022 yeah from Phyllis watching on YouTube she says same here the mountains always call me, and I'm from Manitoba. Love the Rockies. I never get tired of that, but have you noticed you can't really be on the phone winding through there because you're dropping calls. Yeah, you're dropping right. calls. Yeah. Ryan H. in the chat. Rod, with the Stanley Cup playoffs being such a long, tough road, is it a disadvantage getting into overtime games? I'm going to say no, but I'm really fast becoming the old fart <clears throat> and the players are going to say, oh, recovery time and all the rest. Hey, you can't play goalies and back-to-back nights, they think. So I don't know. Unless you're going four, five, six games into overtime, has the game changed that much? I broadcast the longest game in Western Hockey League history at that time. It's not the longest anymore, but four overtimes, 1996. Went home at 2 a.m., was back on the bus at 8 a.m., heading to Lathbridge. Right. Not a big deal. Right. Went yeah, on yeah. to win games three and four in a sweep. Yeah. And Maxie beat up the referee. You got to do it. It's part of the game. It's You do what you have to do. He's uh, clearly talking about expending too much energy in overtime. Right. It. It's just a little more time, in my opinion.
2: Well, and they all have a day off now, right? There's... I don't think you'll see any back-to-backs for teams in the playoffs. So you're always going to have a day off in between. So and I think it's for that reason. So I don't think there's an issue with, with playing overtime. Obviously, if you're going to play three, four overtime periods and you're going to do that back-to-back games and that's going to wear you down over the course of a series. And if one team's going through series in four and five games and you're dragging out six, seven-game series with overtime, yeah, your guys might be a little more beat up and worn down than, than the team you face later on. I, I agree with that. Sean McCormick do you know this
1: guy this Sean McCormick the name sounds familiar He writes in in the chat. He says happy Tuesday RP team love the game plus sticker on your ride rod Love the jacket moose Yes, it's on all of my social media today. I parked my capital GMC GMC terrain in front of the saddle dome you were Fun fact, Moose was in the vehicle when I took the photo. (laughs) I
2: know. I'm like, I'll just recline my seat. (laughs)
1: Uh, We have so much fun with this show. Thank you, Sean, for flying the ship there and watching our show. And we just are having so darn much fun out here in Calgary and going to the game tonight. And thanks for noticing. But I've had those signs, Game Plus, on that vehicle for, well, shortly after we went on Game Plus television. Yeah. We're going to break and come back with a Taco Time viewer takeover. And maybe in the next four minutes, we'll decide if we're going to take the challenge that was issued by Taco Time Regina. How many tacos can you eat? Let's kick that around and talk more about tonight's games. When we we return. We've discerned that Mike Smith should start game two for the orders. That much we know. Yeah. And I've got some other lineup notes for the games tonight. You do? Yes. I'm going to talk a little bit about CFL draft stuff too. Global draft. Somebody won on the slot machine. Hey, hey. All right. You were playing yesterday before the show. My you 25 cent blackjack. No, yeah. I did not. We'll be right back. You are watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio. Always can be found at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: All right, I love this uh, Stanley Cup playoff theme. Fire it up. Hashtag fire it up. Get it trending, Moose. I like it. On Twitter. 8 p.m. tonight. Can somebody tell me what Daryl Sutter said about the 8 p.m. start time? It's not completely unheard of. Shoot, during the pandemic, they uh, were starting 9 o'clock games for the Winnipeg Jets. Remember that?
2: Yeah. It, it, I don't care for it. But. They're all like that. All those Eastern teams, too. Like, their 5.30 starts out here, but that's 7.30 out there. It's not that big of a difference. Um,
1: I think it's fine. I really do. We are broadcasting the show from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And uh, to be honest, we do have to sit back a little bit and appreciate and enjoy what's going on here couple years ago you're like can you imagine being in an NHL market and broadcasting on game day and now here we are very cool yeah it's fantastic now you said that you had Oh Bob Smith Bob Smith in Maple Ridge BC Rod, I think you meant Lowry's the coach and his son is the player not Dubois and his son but Pierre loop Dubois dad is with the moose listen I'm not clearly I was wrong but same organization different team they have a thing with the dad's coaching within the organization, and I actually yeah. you brought up the coaching thing. I saw it. I'm not an idiot. I watch Sports Center. I stayed in the Holiday Inn Express, <laughs> right? Last night. I stayed in a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, Chevy, who incidentally I talked to his brother yesterday. Did you talk to Ken? Yeah, yeah. Very proud of his little brother. He's saying we're going to conduct a first thorough review and we've said to Dave Lowry you've earned the opportunity to be in our search for the next head coach this is what I'm saying during the season was not the time to evaluate all this stuff and it was interesting that he said oh Paul Maurice quitting caught us off guard affected the players in different ways Chevy is strong like oak like a rock like I believe him yeah but I kind of felt like you threw Maurice under the bus there a little bit unless he was just being honest yeah, yeah. Yeah, Palmo quitting really hooped us, you know, and it really screwed up our players' heads. That's the that's the sense I got out of that.
2: I mean, yeah, it completely changed things for the group. I mean, they weren't going in the right yeah, direction. they weren't going great anyways. They weren't going that well, but it did change things a little bit. And, you know, I'm a big Paul Maurice fan, and I wonder if he resurfaces or decides he wants to come back and coach in the NHL again. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. And I don't know if they're – you know, I think they're going to, you know, probably go in a different direction. And, you know, Chevy, the coach, they got to get on the same page, decide what type of team that they want, and then start figuring out what to do with this roster. And I, you know, it'll be, I don't know, I think it'll be a painful offseason, but I think it'll be a turbulent one. I think it'll be a wild offseason in Winnipeg, I do.
1: Well, sports is sports. It's not much different uh, depending what the sport is. The business is the same. And- yeah. If you don't have playoffs to cover or a lot of hope, you'd better hope in the media business there's something to attract interest in the offseason. And in Winnipeg, it's that. Twitter, I can see why so many people are going off of it. I made the comment about how the, I'd like to see more Western Canadian kids on the Jets. And this guy, Ryan, he wants to fight. He says, personally, I'd like to ice the best possible team no matter where they're from. Which I think I read earlier. I said, different strokes. Different, there's more than one way to feed a cat, Moose. Good job. I don't actually think there is more than one way to feed a cat. Put food in the bowl. The cat eats the food. It's one way. But um, the guy comes back and says, no, nah, not really. Just stupid, to be honest. He's calling me stupid now. Icing a lesser team simply because Western, their Western Canadian kids is dumb. And I said, I'm not interested in a fight here. Nobody, I, nowhere did I said take lesser players because they're from Western Canada. You could have taken Seth Jarvis, who's from Winnipeg. Yeah. In the first round, he's no lesser of a player. It could be argued that he's a better player than Cole Perfetti. They're both good. But it's, when I said earlier, if you lose, you open yourself up to this ridicule and scorn. And that might be too strong of a term, but certainly second guessing. Because you people, I think that's my third today, watching in Winnipeg, No John Paddock, because he used to be the head coach of the Jets, and he's from Oak Lake, Manitoba. We sat down, and we had a coffee, and I said, what's your position on drafting and signing local players to a junior team? Not important. I want the best players wherever they're from. When they were playing in the league final, there wasn't much I could say. Right. When they were making it to the Memorial Cup final, there wasn't much I could say about that. But guess what's going on around the Queen City now? Oh, no local players. Haven't made the playoffs for three years. It just goes they're with the terrible talented. tickets. You, and they're not... Set, the rinks empty. On the flip side, I was with the team when we were terrible, terrible, terrible. Ter- we had five local kids. At least we had big crowds.
2: At least there was that, right? But it, it does help, right? You know, engaging the community. You have to find a way to create that connection and if it's local kids great and if it's not then you got to find a way to to connect them with the fans and make them feel like locals right get them into the schools get them into the hospitals get them into the community at different events but uh no there's two different there's more than one way to do it and you can have success multiple ways but it does help you know and in either way whatever you do you have to have an identity you know and for a western canadian market to have that western canadian identity i think that would go a long way i think that could be
1: a, a good brand two biggest stars in the Flames are Americans, Johnny Gaudreau and uh, Matthew Kachuk. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And look at the Oilers. Um, Connor McJesus is an Eastern Canadian. So I, I go back to what triggered all of this was the Shifley comments from yesterday. I'm saying if you've got Western Canadian kids in your room, you lessen the chance of having a me first player like that. But I also knew that when I said this, it might not be the most popular comment in the world. Yeah. It's kind of what I do. How many Taco Time Tacos do you think you could scarf down in one sitting? Five. Yeah? I think i put five away, probably. Are you leaving room for sauce in there? I like, are you sauceless? You no,
2: know, you... I'm, I'm a ranch, right, you know? And ranch is a little bit heavier than hot sauce, so there's, uh,
1: there's room for that. My mind's blown, so you don't put any hot sauce no on No hot sauce. I like the
2: enchilada sauce sometimes, but no no hot sauce, just ranch with my tacos.
1: You? Well, you know. You've You're been there. Six, right? How tacos? many? No, I, I think five. You think five, too? Yeah. <laughs> because I used to have the two-for-one wiener Wednesdays. Uh, at the Regina Pats games, God's team and I tried to. I had this personal contest with myself to see how many I could eat, yeah. and I was like five. And I don't think that the hot dog and the taco are that much different. Right. It's not about how good it is; it's about how much room you have. That's it. Nelson writes in, our VP of Sim Events regarding drafting. He says that is part of why the Riders draft local and the CFL draft. People get excited about a Chris Getz laugh Neil Hughes or jason claremont who of course went to the bc lions first but i get your point nelson lacombo last year they're saying noah Zer, if i have the name right this year yep uh cfl draft goes tonight i appreciate nelson writing in and saying that it was more than half of the picks in the global draft for australian punters like at what point do we have enough punters we're up to our ass in australian punters in the cfl I know. Why are we doing this? Big leg. We already had one in Josh Bartell. We didn't need Another a one. draft for you it. only need one punter. I'm just saying it's not so ingenious, Australian punters. There was one yeah. years ago. Tomorrow, we'll be recapping. Who do we have tomorrow, guys? Do you have it written down? Do you know? Doesn't matter. We'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> Mark Steven, going to be Fantastic. <laughs> Talking about Stanley Cup playoffs and uh, probably recapping the CFL draft. See you tomorrow, Noonies. See you, Moose. Later. You screwed up, Clark.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.